Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dive Into Diet. I'm with the star of the show, Lucas Schmidt. Lucas, how's it going, man? Good. Good. I'm excited about today's topic because this is something that um, I want to get better at. I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners slash watchers are wanting to learn more about. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking at uh, the menu of your services. Yes. And it says weight loss, muscle building, and diet assessing under the consultations. I want to talk about muscle building today. Okay. And specifically, I know this is a journey that you're on mm-hmm. yeah. uh, currently. Active, yeah. Currently. An active uh, journey right now. You're trying to build muscle. So I thought a good topic for Dive Into Diet would be like, walk us through what you're doing to build muscle on okay. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I eat 12 pounds of beef. I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Okay. Uh, I've tried different things, actually. So I really focused on muscle growth. I mean, I've always wanted to be more muscular. I've always been very skinny. Okay. Very lean and tall. and Yeah. Um, lanky. Lanky, wiry, whatever you want to say, those things. Um, a lot of the times it does have a benefit of I can eat a little bit more than most people and I don't pack on the pounds. Right. The negative side is it's really hard for me to gain any kind of weight, when you be get, it lean mass or fat mass. It's when, very hard. When you get stressed, do you lose weight? Um, I don't know. When I'm nervous or anxious, I'm, I tend to eat less. I don't okay. eat much. Okay. And if you're trying to gain weight, you you shouldn't do that. So uh, gain muscle. So building muscle takes a ton of work for your body. It takes work nutritionally and physically. So there's two components, and they're both important, crucial to the process. I My interest in gaining muscle increased dramatically this past spring. I had an appendicitis. Um, a burst, a ruptured appendix, and the hospital stay was extensive. It was almost 12 days. And I couldn't, I got some bowel paralysis that happened, so I couldn't eat. I went like eight days without a full meal. They were pumping glucose into my IV to keep something, but essentially I didn't eat. So I dropped 14 pounds in under two weeks. Jeez. And it was, I was already lean. I was at about not a 10% body fat when I went in the hospital. You did not have 14 pounds to I lose. didn't have it. It was muscle. I lost most mu- It was all mostly muscle. Yeah. Um, I looked very different when I left. Like I, because you're, you're pretty much naked in the hospital all the time under the little gown. So you go to the bathroom, you see everything, and it was just very disheartening. Yeah. Because um, I saw myself daily wasting away. And um, so I really took an interest as like, well, I want to recover quickly. I want to gain back and then some so there's a couple things i've tried so i guess we'll start nutritionally um nutritionally unassisted meaning unassisted meaning without the use of um like a peptide or something like that which we'll talk about that in a second um just based on food um you want to have a surplus of certain things okay so it's it's not impossible because there are always exceptions. Generally, the recommended procedure for gaining lean muscle is you do want a little bit of a cal- caloric surplus. Okay, I don't track. Can you uh, so ca- calories ca- in the day surplus meaning? So you have a calorie. Most people have a calorie amount that they're going to lose weight on, like if they're under a certain number. And then they have a calorie amount that they're not going to gain or lose on, maintenance, and then they're going to have a caloric surplus where they're going to gain weight, fat or muscle. Okay. So I'm not saying you have to, have to, have to be in a caloric surplus to 
to, to show any muscle. A lot of times you lean down and it looks like you're buffer than you are just because you lost some fat and you can see the muscle underneath. But generally, the, you, you need a little bit of a surplus for your, so your body's got something extra to work with so it can produce more tissue. Got That's it. It's sort of, it's like you want lumber supplies to build the house, so you need to have a few pieces of extra lumber if you're going to add a porch to the front of the house, metaphorically speaking. Got it. So I like to get that in the form of protein because it's a lean source. Um, protein is generally good for the metabolism. It makes you feel full. It's satiating. And I like protein. So yeah. I like chicken. I like you know, beef is my favorite animal protein, taste-wise, taste-wise. Um, I guess nutritionally fish would be, but um, fish gets old for me, so I have, to, I have to alternate. But there are other sources. You can eat beans and vegetables. You have to eat more of them. You're yeah. going gonna to absorb about 50 to 60% of the protein from a plant source as opposed to an animal source, which is 93 to 100%. Which would actually play into if if you're taking if you're doing like a protein shake or yeah. something like that. A lot of that protein is plant protein. Yeah, I and I like it. as far as shakes go, I prefer the vegan shakes just because they taste generally taste better to me, but also digestively they just work better for me. I, yeah. The whey protein, I can't do it. It just tears me up. It gives me canker sores, bloats me. It makes your TMI, but it makes your poop really hard like a rock, mm. and you get gas sometimes whey protein is very um it forms a hard digestive mass when you're digesting it especially um it's cow typically it's from a cow's milk whey is a dairy form of protein so it's present in dairy products and that's what they make whey protein mm. shakes from so yep. whey and casein don't agree with me and they're kind of inflammatory and they can cause digestive upset so i don't use them but they are more of a, they absorb better whey protein is i to mine to I think, to my knowledge, the most bio, it's called bioavailability. How much of it is your body going to keep? The most bioavailable form of protein is whey. That's why it's the most popular. Over, animal, over like getting it from beef or something like that? or, or whey, I think it? so. Yeah, it's just your body uses it up very efficiently, but there are huh. consequences. So I, I, that's not my favorite. Uh, I use If I use a protein shake, I actually haven't been using them lately, but it's vegan, you know, it's a mixture of, sources to make up that protein okay but even so you'd probably need to drink a little more so like 22 grams of whey versus 22 grams of pea protein or bean protein is not the same thing Got it. on paper Got it. it is on paper it is but in your body it's not your body generally doesn't absorb all of that plant so you could just you can just have more of it got it to kind of compensate for that so you know 50 percent of 40 yeah, you're, you're up to 20-some. 20, 20 how are you calculating how much protein you're taking? I there? don't have like a, you know, if I, if I maybe I decide next year to get super, super like obsessive about it, I'll start tracking that. I kind of keep a rolling bank in my head. I try to aim for a general number is all, you know. Because I, 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 you learn how many grams are, in, luckily with protein shakes, it tells you on the thing how many grams are in a serving. Yeah. So yep. you can go, okay, scoop, 22 grams of protein today. There's 22 in my daily bank. My daily bank total that I aim for, aim for, is over 100 grams a day. Interesting. I try. I try. And is, that's because I'm in a building phase. I want to build. So I'm trying to get a surplus of protein. And I'm kind of imagining that that is work, like to get to 100, uh, 100 grams yeah, of protein. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, especially if you're – so if you're like a vegetarian – or vegan, it's extra work. Yeah, you're eating all the time. You're eating a lot of plant sources of protein, especially since yeah. you're not absorbing all that protein. So yeah. not saying you can't do it, and if you love to eat, go for it, but be mindful of calories. 
So a lot of plant sources of protein are also high in calories, like nuts. They're real high in calories and really high in fat. So if you're like, yeah, I'm going to get 120 grams of protein today from eating peanuts, um, we've got a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> you want to have some variety. Okay. Beans are a great source. Um, Flaxseed, hemp seed, any, those are great sources. Any type of bean? Or like anyone? Generally, yeah, as long as you can tolerate them. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. Beans can be uh, rough. Lentils are a great source. Um, and they're also, beans are generally glycemic friendly, so they're not spiking your blood sugar. They're okay. slow burning. They're going to make you feel full. Yeah, there's, there are a lot of advantages to beans if you can tolerate them. There are some people that absolutely can't eat them because they just they blow it up and they feel sick. So I'm hearing that you're really focusing on protein as mm -hmm. far as like the way you're eating. Yeah, my source. So my day, my typical day, um, I get I eat some animal products. I don't. I I did an experimental. Um, we I think yeah. we talked about it, carnivore modified carnivore yeah. with some fruit and stuff added in. At that time, my day was a pound of ground beef, grass-fed ground beef every day, five whole eggs cooked, um, probably half a pineapple or two to four bananas, two, three apples, and usually a can or two of tuna every single day. God. It was a ton of food. It was a ton of protein, too. <laughs> I lost weight eating all of that. I don't know. You'd think that you and, wouldn't. But, and a lot of people actually do the carnivore to lose weight, don't they? Yeah, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I thought, you know what? I'm eating all this fruit, which is, so I won't go ketogenic. I'll get sugar. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i gain pack on. I was lean. I didn't lose muscle weight. I kept muscle weight, and I probably gained a little bit. But I, I leaned down more than I – like I was like, woo, melting away here. <laughs> and I was eating. I mean, one pound of ground beef is so much protein and fat. It's like tons. Um, so I'm not in that anymore. Um, so now I, I mix it up. I'll eat beans probably, I don't know, maybe a cup or two. It's quite a bit. Okay. I, I can tolerate beans. So I eat those. I usually make pasta out of, it's made out of lentil flour, yep. pure lentil, high in protein and fiber. And then I'll eat some tuna. Um, still eat some red meat. Not every day. Not, not every day. I eat a couple eggs probably. So kind of a balanced, clean diet. I just try to, you know. Um, the other thing, it's not really nutrition supplement-wise, um, is I make sure I get enough electrolytes, so like magnesium, things yep. like that. So I'm functioning well in the gym or when I'm exercising. Um, but I have tried, for disclosure, I've tried two, two different peptides associated with muscle growth. And Robin is the peptide expert here. Mm -hmm. So if you want to learn about peptides, you can go on her. We, you've done plenty of shows about peptides. We have. Right. And what we'll do, guys, in the description, we'll put a couple episodes of... Uh, explain this uh, where Robin's talking about Samorlin and yeah. BPC-157. And I'll mention the ones I've done. So okay. Samorlin's the first one I tried, and I tried yeah. it sublingually with the trochee. It's a little square. Okay. And the sort of they, the sort of the, the creators of Samorlin or whomever sells it say you can expect results in about like three months. Okay. I started seeing results in three weeks. Wow. Three weeks. Now, maybe it's because I'm very skinny and lean naturally, so any change I'm going to notice. Right. And at first I thought, is it just me? You know, because I see myself every day and I'm, and I'm looking for change. Sometimes we can kind of fabricate. No, I actually had a few friends who hadn't seen me in a while. They were like, what are you doing? They were like, uh. Because I like at the theater rehearsal, I'll wear a tank top if we're dancing because we get hot. 
So you can see my shoulders and stuff. And one of my friends, she's very blunt with me. She's like, what are you? And she's like, kind of like playing around. She's like, look at your cute little arms. They're getting bigger. <laughs> uh, and uh, shout out to Lorianne. And uh, no, so I was like, oh, somebody, okay. So somebody who hasn't seen me in a few weeks or month has noticed a sudden change. And that's a very quick turnaround. Very a, quick. A I'm not weeks, promising that from a peptide. But for me, it started working. Um I finished two months of that, and I'm, I have a low attention span. So I was like, Andy, what's, what's, what's something better, stronger? I want something stronger. <laughs> and I do my own research, and it's CJC1295 mixed okay. with ipamorelin. Ipamor, ipamor, however they, ipamorelin, there's different pronunciations I've heard. It's a mixture of two peptides. And what peptides is just protein, a chain of protein, amino acids. It goes in and it signals your body to do something. Yep. It's not like a steroid. I would never inject anabolic steroids to grow muscle. The consequences are dire for that, um, especially long term. So it stimulates the pituitary gland, is my understanding. So I've done a month. I just finished a month of ipamorelin with CJC twelve nine five. I really liked it. Got over my needle fear. I've been injecting myself, which is a huge deal for me. <laughs> I stood there the first time, just staring at it, an inch from my skin for like two minutes straight, just silently going. You're gonna do it. I can't do this. And then I did it. It's fine. So, so, so I've done those, and I have enjoyed the benefits greatly of those. I've gained muscle weight. Did you? I'm assuming the the ipamorelin is a a more a stronger version of like a yeah that cocktail. Yeah. So the CJC mixed with ipamorelin is a much more potent. Did reaction. you notice that? Like, is that what you saw? Um, I it's probably too soon to say okay. comparing the two. I I I I can feel when it's entering my bloodstream. Interesting. It's not a strong feeling, but I, I oddly enough felt it in my neck. Interesting. I don't know what that was. It's not blood pressure. I checked it. <laughs> so it wasn't because at first I thought, oh my gosh, is my blood pressure? Am I gonna explode? So I checked my blood pressure. It was fine. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, you know. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to take peptides. I'm just giving you disclosure for what I've tried. Yeah. So if you want to take a peptide, ask your doctor. But I recommend them for muscle growth. If you're interested in it, um, but you have to, get, I, you can, so technically peptides are over the counter. You can order them without it's a prescription. It's wild. But I'm not going to order something that I inject into my body, like without a right. physician. And like, yeah, it's fine. This brand's great. We've used them. Or a pharmacy made this, you know. Um, don't go online and think, oh, look, a $10 CJC <laughs> regimen. No. You get what you pay for, and $10 will get you water injected into your body. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a pricier version of Samor than Samorlin, but I have enjoyed the benefits. And the nice thing I've noticed with peptides is you build the muscle. It's not like you have to stay on the peptide. It's not like, oh, if I don't take this next month, my muscles are going to deflate. Right. No, I built the muscle. As long as I continue to exercise, the muscle will maintain. Well, so that, I guess, blends us into, you're going to ask me something that could. Well, I'm going to ask about the exercise yeah, portion yeah. because, you know, I know, like, I know they all go together. They you, do. You can't gain you're muscle, not. exercise it without doing the eating part. I, yeah, I feel like there's this, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I think some people think, I'm just going to eat more protein and drink protein shakes and I'll be better. If you don't elicit, if you don't stimulate that muscle, it's not going to change. Right. Right. Not saying protein shakes are bad for you if you're not exercising. They're a better alternative to junk food. And it's great to get an ample amount of protein if you're active, but you've got to stimulate the muscle. You have to break it down. Yeah. You can't just expect to grow. And a peptide won't work either. If you're not, a peptide might help you lean down a little bit naturally, even if you're not exercising. 
because you're stimulating growth hormone, but you're not going to grow the muscle if it if it's not being signaled to. Got it. So you have to put resistance against the muscle. It, you're you're essentially when you're exercising, you're telling your muscle in the future, I'm going to do this again and I need you to be better prepared for it. Ooh, that's a good way of describing Every it. Every time yeah. you move weight and you have struggle and you're, you're doing micro tears in the muscle, not like tearing it fully, but well, in- microscopic tears. And your muscles going, your body's going to go after the fact. It's going to go, man, that was rough. I don't want it to be that rough again. Let me, let's reinforce those fibers a little bit. Well, and that perfectly makes sense because that's what atrophy is too. Because Mm -hmm. underuse, when you don't, like you're telling your muscles that, oh, I don't, you don't, I don't need you. Right. You're, yeah. Well, we haven't been challenged in four months. There's no need diverting energy down there anymore. To say my knee, I don't use this left leg for a month. Right. It's going to be really weak because my body's like, I got better things to do than waste energy on a muscle that I ain't using. I'm going to give it to something else. Right. Our bodies are really good at prioritizing. That's all they do is prioritize. So That's interesting. Which is why you don't instantly die when you stop eating or you're malnourished, right? Things slowly shut down. It's because your body is going, okay, I have to preserve the brain. I have to preserve the heart. So I'll sacrifice the toes. Let's, I don't, I'm just making, you know, right. your body will sacrifice the, the less essential things first. It's really interesting. So, um, so for my exercise right now to gain muscle, um, I'm, I'm training at the gym. I use the gym or weights. I have some weights and machine, not machines at home, but I have some things at home I use. Um, I work out. Strength training focus four days a week. Okay. And some people be like, that's not very much. Four days out of seven. Yeah. But it's very consistent, meaning it doesn't matter what happened. Like last night I went to the gym at 11 p.m. You, you just get it in. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So with muscle growth, consistency is required. You can't, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm just going to take a break today. Fine. You better make that day up in the week. Got I it. have a weekly cycle. It's like I have seven days, and I need to accomplish this at the end of the seven days. It doesn't matter when, but it has to happen. I like that. So that those four days can come any mm-hmm. wherever you can fit it in. Yeah, and the main thing is I don't do the same muscle group the same day, like two days in a row, right? Because it's got to recover. So like if I do a bunch of chest work, push-ups, and all that, I'm not doing that tomorrow. Right. I'm going to have at least forty-eight hours, thirty-six to forty-eight hours for recovery. Okay. Um, but. Like this week, I worked out Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and I will go tonight. And I'll Got be done for the week. So I'll have it over with. Christmas, you know. Um, I might work out Christmas so I can justify eating more. <laughs> but uh, so that's sort of the routine. And I, now I do supplementary things. Like if I'm in a show, I do a lot of dancing. That's sort of added. And then I do um, kung fu on the side. So I don't nice. count that in my mix. So your four, your four of strength training, that's, that's muscle growth. That's the goal. That's That's why I'm doing it. And then everything else is, is added. Added. When you're in a show, you're not, not doing your four days. No, I don't go, man, I tap dancing for 30 (laughs) minutes today and no gym tonight. No, because I'm stimulating my ankles and my calves and my quads maybe for tap dancing a little bit, but I'm not pressing, you know, 200 pounds right? right it's not the same so with muscle building and i know we got to wrap it up sure here, uh, soon. yeah we'll be very general Let, so give me a your core exercises okay. and then give me because i know you got to push yourself resistance rise it's not mm-hmm. i've been doing a lot of push-ups and pull-ups but i'm not adding weight you know there's yeah. there's limits to that so okay i'll give you the overarching principle so there's a principle in the training world called um progressive overload I don't know if you've heard of that before. I have, but don't know what it means. So progressive overload um, is essentially you 
let's just choose an exercise. Say I'm choosing uh, um, curls, bicep curls, okay? This is just one example. It's a very simplified, oversimplified example. You choose a staple exercise, a bicep curl. I want to grow my biceps. So what I do is I start with whatever weight I can lift about eight times before I can't lift anymore, like okay. reps. So I'm curling eight times, right? Oh, I can't pass eight. Ooh, that's a good start. That's a good weight, right? I can accomplish eight. You're going to do a couple sets of that in your workout, three okay. to four sets of that specific exercise, right? Eight reps each time. It's going to get harder. Now you rest in between. Enough rest till you can do it again. Do that two weeks, two to three weeks. That's progressive overload. Okay. Well, the overload part comes here. Okay. After after I've adapted to that weight, and now maybe week two, I'm like, you know what? Maybe week three. Everybody's different. You add about five pounds to okay. that weight. So say it's twenty five pound, twenty pounds to start. And and you're still at that eight. Yeah, eight. I I like eight reps. Some some bodybuilders do six, but super heavy, right? So there's a there's a there's a it depends on how specific you want to get. This is a very generalized principle, and there's Got a it. lot of nitty-gritty to it if you want to get. We could do another podcast on it, but that's a principle. So after once I've adapted to this weight, the next time I do the same exercise the same way, I add a few pounds to the weight that I'm lifting. Got it. So now I'm doing the same number of reps, but I'm stronger a little bit. Got it. And you continue to do that until you're curling a lot heavier weight. It takes a very long time to do it the right way. The big thing is choose your staple exercises and you be consistent about it. And those there was this old training style called muscle confusion where supposedly you built more muscle if you confused. That's not – it's kind of pseudoscientific. It's not really based in a lot you of You really should just add weight. Uh, add weight or there's other things you can do. Time under tension. How okay. long am I – like typically – so if I lift up when I'm lowering, that's a great time to add because – we're stronger that way. It's um, eccentric. It's, it's, we're coming out of the contraction. Okay. You actually build the most muscle coming out of your contraction. So you could curl up for a second and then go down for three, slow that down, put the brakes on. You could add weight. You could increase the time and time under tension like okay. that. There's all yeah. kinds of variables. You can add reps. If nothing else is working, you can add reps. So that's progressive overload. So we start with a weight. We pick a staple exercise for that specific muscle group. And gradually, not quickly, we add little by little weights to where we can continuously do the same number of reps, but each time the weight gets heavier. Okay. So that's that's sort of the principle I'm applying. I have my routine. My routine right now is one day I do chest, shoulders, um, triceps, quads, Basically, the pusher muscles, all the muscles that push. The, pu the, the my, push my exercises. My quads push and extend my legs, my triceps and shoulders and chest all work together to do push-ups. So I'll do a bunch. So I do one day of that, then I do a day of pullers, biceps, back, yep. low back, hamstrings, and butt. Okay. Now, the butt's kind of a pusher too, but I include it with hamstring because all those exercises kind of work together. And then calves. I actually, calves is its own thing. I just It's another leg thing I do on that day. And then I do that again. The next two days. Super interesting. Simple. Very simple. My workouts take about an hour. I don't rest a lot. So I build a circuit. So I do a chest thing, a quad thing, a shoulder thing, a tricep thing, whatever. I go through it, and then I don't put a rest period typically. I just keep circling. Got it. The rest period is when I'm working another muscle. Got it. Now, that's not always best. If you're doing incredibly heavy weight, you need some rest periods. Like if you're barbell squatting, like, you know, tons of weight – 
do your five reps and then stop and just keep like that's for safety you do not want to go into one of those things exhausted right you load up 300 pounds on your back and, and go down into a squat if you can't get out of it you know, you could get bad hurt. news. Right. So always rest if you're doing incredibly heavy weight. But I, I kind of in a middle, I'm in a mid tier. So well, what we're going to do, because we have a hard stop here. I, I do want to, I want to do another episode. Yeah, on that, I'd love to. That, you could go so deep and I know oh, that's yeah. going to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, I really appreciate the time today. Yeah. Uh, getting great. another episode in. Guys, I hope this helped. Uh, this has been all about muscle gaining. We've been through what Lucas is doing himself. Uh, we're going to follow up on this episode and go a little deeper. But uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Lucas, man, that's a show. Thanks, man. Guys, as always, we will see you next time. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. I'm with the star of the show, Lucas Schmidt. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.